Oh, hey, Tom. Oh, hey, Alberto. So how are you coping in these strange, difficult, and, and unprecedented times? <laughs> well, you know, it's week seven of the same view. <laughs> <laughs> are you staying safe? Yeah, I am. Are you getting your daily exercise? I am not. But you know what? Who cares? Absolutely. Well, I'm Alberto. And I'm Tom. And this is Pardon Me, Butler. And this is the show where we complain about all things across the globe. And today, it's meme accounts, which are the worst things on the planet at times. Absolutely. So for those of our listeners who I guess are elderly, because who doesn't know what a meme account is, uh, we're specifically talking about those content curating accounts. Um, You see them mostly on Instagram. And they basically just steal content from people that actually produced it somewhere on the wonderful World Wide Web. And then they just post it themselves for you to enjoy. There's an excessive amount of tweets that are just lifted and then posted. You know, the ones that occasionally go viral. And then the extent of the creativity are things such as, ha ha ha, I'm dead with some crying laughing emojis. Yeah, like the thing is that the content creators, that's, that's, well, content curators, sorry, um, that run these accounts, they just go like, what would you do? Or like, ha ha ha, yeah, with an emoji, like, oh, yeah, real creative input. And they always seem to crop out, you know, the initial user that had posted it, because why why give them credit, right? So I started going through some and seeing if I could extract some of the worst sort of things you'll see. Now, bear in mind, a couple of these are more sports-related, but a lot of that starts with never forget when dot 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 now this always happens in the sports ones like never forget when jr smith fumbled in game one but some of them are ones i just don't understand such as for netflix tv shows and films never forget when laurie almost pronounces love but then this happened like for real what is that shit that's extremely niche i find that i think a lot of the the content that's being put out there kind of during the lockdown it's not it's not funny no it's just it's just ah, crap content actually, you know um as you'll see on a lot of these posts <laughs> if you know you know with some crying laughing emojis and fire symbols what what i find mad is sort of like the i don't know what to call it the the monetization element of it so a mm. lot of these accounts they don't create really anything that's original on their own right they're just lifting stuff stealing stuff putting it up on their account sometimes they go oh credit to at this person okay but as long as they don't actually try and make that particular post monetized or sponsored they seem to be somehow well within their sort of copyright rights to just go oh yeah haha here's here's some content and i guess the thing is that so many of these memes or like tweets, especially I think with TikToks and stuff, it's a lot more original, but a lot of the stuff that you'll see that are just tweets, mm. any, anybody could have tweeted that. And it's, it's like, it's completely vague stuff. Like, Oh, when you wake up in the morning and you smell coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Literally oh. the most vague, irrelevant things that you could imagine. And yeah. It's maybe like Patrick Starr from SpongeBob, just making a bit of a goony face, you know? Yeah, and it's like, oh, stuff that you'll share with your friends. But then these accounts get all these millions of followers 
and then they actually start getting all these kind of sponsorships, right? Mm. And then, so now they're making money, but the only way that they got their audience in the first place was basically by ripping off and stealing everyone else's content. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think, you know, obviously Instagram or Facebook, they don't care because as long as they get money flowing through these platforms uh, and these users, they'll take a nice cut of that themselves. But mm. I really don't think that these like meme curating accounts that basically just steal content, they shouldn't, like the people that are associated with them should not be allowed to make money off anything sponsored or advertise any products where they can make some money because they've earned their audience not through their own original work. It is baffling. And, you know, you're saying that, and it kind of makes me think of, um, you know, have you seen the social network where it's on about the guy who created Napster and how yeah. everyone just got, like, furious with Napster as a concept? It's kind of a similar idea, isn't it? Like, taking what actual people have made and just putting it together and just making a crap ton of money off it when, well, Napster was at least something original, you know? There was a platform that was made. This is literally taking some platform that has been made for you in Instagram and then just grabbing all the shit that you can get. Yeah, and you know what? I bet that these accounts just get loads of people to send them stuff Yeah, all day. And and they're not doing any kind of like expose. They're not they're not doing anything that I think like merits any kind of social value, really. You know, I say that because one particular account that I can think of is called She Rates Dogs. Hmm. Um, pretty sure it's on Instagram and Twitter. And basically, she just collects all these like horrible screenshots um, from conversations people have with guys on dating apps. Oh, now I'm pretty sure that she has created some kind of store for herself um, where, you know, she sells like T-shirts and stuff with like a few kind of phrases or whatever. Um, the and, and they are funny. I'm sorry. A few of the hits. The best. Yeah. A few, a few of the hits, basically. Um, but the thing is that in that sense, I'm like, well, that's that seems a bit different to me. Right. Because she's like highlighting something that's a problem. Hmm. Whereas these accounts are basically just completely stealing content. Yeah. And they're not like her account is, you know, she's going, hey, can you share with me these horrible texts that you're receiving or unbelievable conversations? Because we need to talk about this. Not, oh, I'm going to take a screenshot of something funny and I may or may not crop out the original user who put this name up. And the thing is, it doesn't even matter actually who posts it because I've realized like there's so much content out there now no one really follows those original content creators. Like everyone will look at that TikTok. you know, there's millions of views on someone's videos, but they have very few followers or, Oh, one big tweet. No one's going to follow them or send them money on Venmo as they always seem to say, or the cash app. I know. And so there was another, another little uh, rabbit hole I kind of went into on this. And this is in um, one funny example of what I feel is a fake feud between two of these accounts. So on one of the pages, there was a reply saying, ah, oh, shut the F up. You literally post gore and inappropriate content on your page. You need to be banned. And so I kind of thought, if this is an actual feud, then I live for this. I, I live for completely irrelevant like arguments between people like on this level. I just think it's hilarious that they were putting that much effort into it. But then if this is actually what I think it is, and a very... Um, thinly veiled advert for said page that has the inappropriate content 
think like, oh, hello, teenage boy, who is probably a huge fan of inappropriate content. This page is so inappropriate, it must be banned. So I'm like, surely there's a little something going on there where it's just like trying to make out, oh, who's the biggest, baddest meme page out there? Yeah, and it's kind of like the way that that's phrased is like, who, oh, who like your, your stuff, argument. like no one would believe the stuff that you post on your private account that everyone should follow right away. Yeah, and like who, who would phrase it like that? Oh, your account is so full of gore and inappropriate content. Like you just say, you post absolute rubbish, wouldn't you? <laughs> like you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Detail it. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, you post so many uh, arousing, half-nude photos <laughs> that are all just barely within the Instagram guidelines. Yeah, literally. That, you know, no like, one, no one should follow you. Literally, it's like it's just a bit. It's like clickbait, but comment bait in a sense. Oh, speaking of comments, everyone that comments on these like meme pages, I've had to start just blocking those accounts because it's like there, there's quite a few. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to name them, but I can think of their names immediately. Every time I see another one, it's like they're kind of they're on every pu- puberty or memes are oh. or one of these other kind of big accounts. Um I just have to go and block them because they always post the most unhelpful comments or like extremely obvious observations. And yet they themselves then acquire millions of followers. And it's like, why are people even following them? Mm. Like this whole concept of like, I want to be internet famous, but only because I'm running an anonymous meme account or I just steal content from other people. Like that is the new social barometer. It's somehow even more irrelevant than Reddit karma which I already oh, God, thought yeah. was one of like the most worthless currencies on the planet. <laughs> it's, it's truly reached, or all the comments are like, why are all the comments from bots? But yeah. that's every single comment. It's like, I know. These are probably bots that are posting, why is every comment from bots? It's boring. And so as well, right, when you're saying about anonymous internet fame, that's the thing. They can't even reveal who they are. And when I was looking through, well, I say they can't, they just don't. But when I was looking through some of these meme pages, just to like, you know, get my own little data together, so many had their, yes, I'm a girl, winky face, hair flick. And it's just like, does that work? What? Yeah. I was like, how's that a thing? You know, maybe for half the users of all of these pages, which are probably like 15-year-old boys, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, the extent of their sexual contact. So... Oh my God, they're so they're into that. I don't know. Memes, that sort well, of thing. It's what I will say. There is one meme curator um, who runs an account I think called White People Humor. Actually, no. There's also the Fat Jewish. <laughs> um, so there's the Fat Jewish, and then there's um, yeah, White People Humor, which is run by I think a guy named Kevin Flynn, who okay. lives in Florida, I think of all places. Uh, he okay. his stuff. A lot of his stuff, like. Yes, it's just stuff, I think, swiped from elsewhere. But his um, comments, shall we say, are actually quite funny. Oh, good. So I'm like, so he, he does add a level of originality and kind of commentary onto the stuff that he shares. But so many, oh, memes are in puberty. These two in particular, these pages are crazy. And then all the spinoff pages. Have you ever just tried to search for like one of these? If you try and search for one of these, you'll get so many similar accounts, which may or may not be run by the same people. 
because often when they share these things, you know, they somehow get temporarily suspended or banned or whatever, because obviously something inappropriate is going to get through. Um, but then it's like, if you follow like meme czar, there's like, oh, there's also, you know, pet czar. Yeah. And British czar and, you know, American there's czar. There's all of these every kind of... that I just could, like, why? Yeah, like how many more niche groups can we create? Because I suppose the more multiples of these they can produce, the more people can share and scroll. But, you know, I reached a point recently, I think the thing that prompted this discussion between us was that I was, I opened up Instagram the other day and I saw one of these like, oh, let's make fun of French words that all sound the same meme. Mm. Uh, I saw one of those memes from like TikTok. And then when I scrolled down, it's like the exact same video yeah. stolen, but posted on another meme account. Uh-huh. Smart, isn't it? So it's like, even if you follow multiple ones, you're just going to see the same crap. That's not what um, really infuriated me, thinking that there's just been 300 reposts of like the same tweet. And it's like, no, these are like just every account. And because you start following them, because people send you all of these things. And you're like, well, obviously I want to see, you know. On it's you know I, I get sort of like the, the screenshot culture or whatever maybe is to an extent perpetuating the sort of content theft, yeah. but at the same time like I don't want to have to follow three or four dozen different meme accounts because some friend of mine saw something funny that they wanted to mm. share. I've like I've ended up so I follow and then just mute like everything you know. Yeah, yeah. I went on a muting spree <laughs> earlier this week. Um, because honestly, the content is a lot of the times it's dreadful, but you just follow the page because they've set to private, um, which I can understand because it kind of, it creates an audience base, right? Like, why would you give away your content for quote unquote free? Mm. You know, it's not a paywall, but it's at least you're building your follower base. Why do they care about a follower base? Because then they can go to a marketing agency or whatever that can go, Oh, Hey, this this person's an influencer. Yeah. They've got a million followers. Even if a million of those followers are all bots or other meme pages yeah. created by the exact same <laughs> owner of the original one. And it's an absolute joke. And then you get all these marketing departments and companies that are like, oh yeah, we need influencers. Um, you know who's going to buy this? Uh, I've worked before with a, a, a premium car brand. I won't say which mm-hmm. one. They go, oh, you know who's really going to buy this car? People that love adventure. Let's find some, like, uh, hikers with, like, video blogs or whatever. Oh, this guy's got 12,000 followers. Yeah, he's definitely going to... Let's let's spend five grand on getting him to, like, take some cool photos with a car that we let him have for a day. That's going to drive sales. Damn. Are you kidding me? Or, oh, well, it'll drive awareness. <laughs> and if we have brand awareness, then, you know, people will buy our cars. That's I'm like, matter. no wonder your marketing budget got stripped back from millions to only hundreds of thousands <laughs> because you throw away money on nonsense like and that. Let me guess now that they only have hundreds of thousands. It's like, oh, man, now we can't afford everything else once we've paid for the influencers. Well, funny story, this brand decided to exit the European market after 10 years of... Uh... Was it Hummer? <laughs> <laughs> it was not no. Hummer, no. For a minute, I almost um, was going to say, 
oh, is it Lamborghinis? Is this why you always go on about Lamborghinis? But then, <laughs> then that would have been very surprising if they'd just come out to some um, smaller marketing firm you know, in London. That would have been I don't even want to get started on the supercar marketing world. <laughs> um, but no, this this was like like um, consumer vehicles, like mass market, yeah. but premium brand. Um, and it's it's just it's frankly embarrassing. But the thing is that it comes back again to these these meme accounts, yeah. right? Where they've got, oh well, I've got X followers, mm. yeah, but you get you know whatever number of likes on your stuff, which isn't even your stuff. Absolutely. But to be fair, given a lot of flack to a lot of these accounts, well deserved. But there are a couple that I do enjoy. There's one called Drunk People Doing Things, which is just golden, and then there's another called No Chaser, which honestly that. It's just a lot of people getting injured just from being drunk and doing the dumbest things possible. And it's just so entertaining. I think I've seen that one, yeah. <laughs> like, and there was one that I hadn't seen before about a kid who puts Mentos in Diet Coke and tries to drink it and he just gets blasted in the face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, well, there we go. They've influenced us. Oh, no. Yeah, it works. It works. Look, we're talking about it, yeah. right? You know, so all news is good news. All publicity is good publicity. Whatever it is. Anyways, now that we've gone past our sort of rant for the (laughs) week, um, uh, ranking of things we want to do after the lockdown. Yeah, so I think we should go five, four, three, two, one. Each of us take a turn. So do you want to wait? Five, four, three, two, one, go. Level up. Level up. (laughs) Level up. Level up. Level up. Because if life isn't a TikTok, what is life? Oh, oh, was that a TikTok thing? That went over my head. I thought I'd politely laugh. Oh yeah, it's 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 from a song called "Level Up." Yeah. Um, I think the the first meme that I saw, uh, based on that song, was a cat running through a hallway, <laughs> jumping over a line of cups, and every time I think it's um, Ciara that sings it. It's like every time. She says, level up. You see the clip starts again, but this time there's like another level of cups. Oh, nice. So the cat starts off jumping over like one level of cups and then two and then like three, four and then like five. And I'm like, how did they train this cat on command to run and jump over these cups? Not gonna lie, I'd like that. my cat would never do that. That sounds thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll start with um, five and then we'll go up. So. What is your number five? So my number five, this is finally finishing my flat because currently um, I'm going to paint a bit of a word picture to the to the listeners out there. If you're to walk in, it's like I'm going for the distressed Edinburgh look, by which I mean the wallpaper is atrocious. There is like layer upon layer upon layer, right? And it's just not understandable whatsoever why they just plastered over everything, it seems. And currently I don't really have floor by which I mean there's there's floorboards and just some carpet over it because, you know, we took all the all the floor up and the kitchen is a just absolute disgrace. So, frankly, I just want somewhere nice to walk in. And let's face it, it was the worst time for this to happen, the middle of uh, renovating a flat because I just look around and it's just pretty grim, to be honest. And, and, so, and so is your issue with the lockdown that, like, no the, plumbing the, the DIY shops? Yeah, and... I'm a bit dependent on the guidance of my dad for actually what to do because he's been doing this for years and years. So he'd be kind of be walking me through it. I'd be helping him and learning as I go along. 
And and let's not forget, you're also dependent on the free labor of your friends, like me and Joe, who have come over to remove the said wallpaper (laughs) layers. I think that was me doing you guys a favor. Some physical activity, you know? You call me fat. No, no, no. no. I'm saying that it's nice to get Get up and help your friends. Come clean my house. Build connections. I made you feel important. (laughs) I guess in a way you did. In a way, a meme page never could. See, this is what real friends are for. But hit us with your five. Your number five. Um, my number five. You know, I, I think I'd say um, my number five is eat sushi in a restaurant. A particular restaurant? I know there's one we went to uh, a couple of times. There was. Uh, Kanpai Sushi in Edinburgh is pretty decent. This is not an advertisement, by the way. And it's not sponsored content. <laughs> it's not sponsored content. There's no hashtag ad. Hashtag um, ad. <laughs> um, yeah, well, frankly, anywhere. But yeah, probably there would be my... I'd like to return because I know it's good quality. I don't want to like get out of lockdown in the first place I go. I get like some food poisoning. Yeah, that would be pretty tragic. Yeah. But yeah. also... What's your number four? That would actually probably save you from getting infected with coronavirus while everyone else does. But then you would, you know, basically live through the first and second wave and then just be in the whole time. But anyway, that's besides the point. My number Mm, four is to explore more of Scotland because up until when this started, we had pretty much stayed in Edinburgh and mostly gone the same places as before. But now I want to get out and about, you know, go up north, Isle of Skye or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, my number four is eat pizza in a restaurant. I'm sensing a theme. Yeah, I just like eating outside my house. That sounds quite excellent. I feel like I've been eating a lot of food in this house. I like it. I don't think there's yeah. much further to go into there. <laughs> no, no, not really. What's your, no- what's your number three? three? So this is the one that I think everyone's kind of gunning for. The massive big night out when everyone's back here. However, I think there's a fair few factors at play with this. So the key part is, will all of our friends be back here before or after the pubs open? Because all of our friends are essentially people we work with, right? And so I feel as though the two will open, like work and pubs, at a similar time. Because, you know, you're in close proximity to people in both places, and you've got a lot of people going around and stuff. Except one of them has a lot more drinking, flirting, and swearing, but we won't say which one. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we will not say which one. Yeah, it's a good one. I I, I can't really predict what it's going to be, but I I think our return to work will be probably slower than we anticipate. I agree. To be um, fair. So I I think to be honest, you're right that we won't have everybody around, um, especially people who you know their families may be um laid off or furloughed, mm. um, or just people who want to be home. Yeah. Or anyone that's got, you know, children, like people that we know in the office. And to be fair. There won't be any daycare. A few, yeah. a few of the people we know, um, such as one of our friends from Lithuania, um, they might not get another chance to have this amount of time with their family again if they're able to go back soon. You know, they might be able to go back when it's eased a bit and spend a solid month with them, which they might not really get a chance to do for years yet. So. Yeah, People might just prefer to, to get that, which, you know, it's, it's all fair to them. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I like the idea of a night out. I forgot to kind of include that in my top five because I've just forgotten what it's like to gather in public. It is going to be the but cheapest my... one. I think yeah, about one and a true. half beers and I might be flawed. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think just the smell of the pub and I'll be loopy. <laughs> um, my number three is... Well, first word is eat. Oh, there we no go. No surprise there. Um, I would say eat gelato and a gelateria. So could this mix in like, with you want to go Italy? Um, yeah, I definitely want to go Italy um, this year for sure. I haven't been back in, I think, a couple of years now. Hmm. Um, actually, it's, about, it's, it's almost a year and a half since I've been, um, I think. I'm not entirely sure when I was last there, to be honest with you. I'm thinking October 2018. To be fair, time is kind of just blending together at the minute. It could have been 2017. God knows. God knows indeed. Yeah. But before you go down a bit of a a sad turn of thinking when was the last time you've been in it. Yeah, yeah. No, what's your number two? Number two. Well, I'm taking a bit of a cue from yourself here. And this is I'm going to go to Yard and Coop, which is the best fried chicken in the world it's a restaurant in manchester so i can mix in like you know seeing a couple of my uni friends i think i actually only have two uni friends to be fair and then <laughs> also get to see my sister as well but not gonna lie the highlight would actually be eating the fried chicken in yard and coop of which their marquee dish is called the massive cock which is this huge burger fitting for you Tom. Hey! Boy, it's the greatest burger of all time. Although I don't think I've ever... I think one time I managed more than half of it. And then when you've ate that much, you just don't ever want to see food again in the rest of your life. So you don't really want to take it away. Sorry, Tom. I think our audio cut off for a second. Did you say you ate half of the massive conch? I'm going to confirm that, yes. Yes, I did. Fair enough. More power to you. My number two is just to travel anywhere outside of Edinburgh. That's a good one. I mean, actually, probably, I would say probably at anywhere outside of Scotland. Yeah. Because I'm freezing and <laughs> springtime here is a joke. It's like practically winter. Yeah, it's like we had a nice weekend last weekend, but then it remembered it was Scotland and the entire week has been pretty grim. Yeah, I just find even when the temperature is a bit nice and it's kind of sunny, it's still so windy mm. that the wind chill drops the temperature by quite a few degrees. Um, and which to me just makes it really unpleasant. Like if I can't comfortably go out in shorts, what's the point? It's not, it's yeah, it's not warm enough. Um, so that's my number two. What is your top number one? Well, my number one is in fact quite disrupted by you say the windy Edinburgh and that's to play basketball with actual real life people. Because, you know, going to a local court and pretending to have tight defense on you as you hit the game-winning shot, it's only fun for so long. Like, <laughs> it starts to lose the novelty. But just to play again, because I went the other week, and honestly, I was awful. It's like I'd lost every Jeez. single piece of muscle memory, and I just kind of walked away quite sad. But anyway. <laughs> oh, well, well that's really the thing, fun. you know, like, we're all, we're all wasting away. We really are. With the... Uh... Lack of exercise. It's atrocious. What's your number one? What's the book? My, yeah. my number one, uh, it's just to continue to avoid people. I mean, I like I like individual people. Yeah. 
I don't like strangers and I hate crowds. So for me, in a sense, the lockdown has been kind of nice because usually the sort of, you know, gross, coughing, sneezing public mm-hmm. uh, has been at a far distance away from I me. I feel that. So I feel I've made it through this winter and springtime without contracting any sort of strange illness, which seems to happen at least every year that I was living in London. So I'm feeling quite pleased, actually. That's a good effort. I like that, avoiding all the diseases. Absolutely. Especially, you know, given the times. You know, the times right now. Oh, these unprecedented, difficult, and trying times. May you and your family be safe. Let me know if you need anything, unless it minorly inconveniences me or is against the rules of a lockdown. Will do. And just the same to you, you know? If you just need someone to talk to, just to feel... Yeah. Just just drop me a line anytime, Tom. Absolutely. Line of what? <laughs> a line of memes. Brilliant. Stolen memes. Excellent. All right. Well, fun fact. Did you know drinking bleach will kill you? So do not drink bleach or disinfectant to get rid of coronavirus, despite the misspoken words of Donald Trump. Wait, so... We can't drink it, but can we inject it? That's what I'm wondering. I think, as the president said, we're going to look into that.